Welcome to ICUP with We. This is a podcast that chronicles our pursuit of knowledge as we explore the pop culture phenomenon that is the Insane Clown Posse. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. And today we're reviewing 2007's Eye of the Storm. My goodness gracious, what are you listening to right now? Is it another episode of ICUP with We? Is Aaron's voice piping through your headphones at full blast? Is he alone? No! No, he's not alone. He's with the co-host with the co-most, of course. It's Eric. Eric, how you doing? Man, you get me pumped when we start these episodes. I'm like ready for like energy and, and amazement. You always got to get how you, you want to know why? Why? Because by the time we so Saturday nights I stay up late because yeah. of streaming stuff. Sure. Sundays I wake up, I listen to the EP or whatever piece of work that we're uh and by the way this is a real piece of work this week. Um <laughs> what, <laughs> whatever piece of work that we uh are reviewing that week. I wake up, I make breakfast, I, I listen to it one more time, which means I have to get up pretty early, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so I am just chugging coffee until the second that we start recording. Oh, and so man. I'm very chugging hyped. It. I'm chug-a-lugging it, baby. Well, Eric, how are well, you? I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, You know, we, we took a week off because we both... <laughs> moved to uh newer more spacious abodes which has been um exhausting but rewarding and good has been definitely rewarding and good and i'm very glad that we somehow slipped into accidentally both moving in the same week so we would only have to take one weekend off that's (laughs) wild I, i remember i text you i was like hey uh so i have to like like we're moving next week and you're like hey next week is also when we're moving so this works out i was like yeah. oh, f- thank god amazing that's what i like so to hear. ideal so, so ideal. extremely ideal well hey uh it's december is it not well i mean right now at this moment no but by the time anybody hears this it will indeed be december it will indeed be december and which is how did it get to be December already? I don't understand. I, I thought it was March. I Seriously, I, from early this year, like I would say for me from about April or May until now, like I could have blinked my eyes and been from there to here. Like, I just don't know how it happened. It didn't really set in how late in the year it was until literally until Thanksgiving. yeah Um, yeah that does it and it also is partially because it was like 75 in texas and thanks on thanksgiving day oh well no Um, it wasn't like that here which yeah i know in seattle is probably very very different yeah you know we've been in the you know 40s maybe 50s but it's been pretty cool that that sounds so nice i'm so jealous it's it's been it's been really nice yeah this is a weird year man it's it's the first year I remember where Easter and Christmas are two weeks apart. 
It's like <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, should be uh, it should be that way, right? I I guess. Let's, I mean, let's overload all the religious holidays so we can have the fun ones. Just pack them up, spread out throughout the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. Not saying that Easter isn't fun. Easter's a no, gosh I, darn I mean, blast. It is a blast. You uh, there's a a, a rabbit and you eggs. It all makes perfect sense. Rabbit, eggs. What else do you need? Um, you know, the resurrection of the Messiah. It, it, those things all link up perfectly. So I, I wanted to briefly talk about Thanksgiving food. But before we do that, uh, I want to talk to you about Easter food now that we're on this, because you you said resurrection and it reminds me. So I grew up in a religious family, okay. um, as as people know. Because I talk about it all the time and my weird experiences as somebody that's a grown adult that grew up in a religious family. Um, yes. We had these things that we would only make on Easter. They're called resurrection rolls. Let me let me go over how you make these. Okay. Uh-huh. You grab a marshmallow. You dip it in you... melted butter. This is a bre- This is a breakfast food, by the way. Okay. I've never heard of this. This is weird. You grab a marshmallow, you dip it in melted butter, you then cover it in cinnamon sugar, wrap it in like a uh, croissant dough. You then take that ball of dough that's that has the marshmallow in it. You dip that in melted butter. You then roll that around in the cinnamon sugar and you put it in a muffin tray <laughs> and you bake it. Why is it called a resurrection roll? Okay, now that is the real question, my dear boy. So the dough is the tomb, and the marshmallow is Jesus. Okay? <laughs> this I'm I, I am being so incredibly serious right now. It is not it is not even funny how After this three days does the marshmallow come out of the <laughs> like So okay, so this this is what so you you seal up the tomb with Christ inside and then as it bakes obviously the marshmallow disintegrates and melts into nothing and just coats the inside wall of the the dough you break it out you 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 break open the tomb and his body is gone because the marshmallow's not there anymore does that make sense is it just a hollow thing yeah it's just a hollow hole of bread is that's covered in buttery cinnamon sugar with a marshmallow coating on the inside. Wow. That's very different from the Easter foods <laughs> I grew up eating. Uh, I grew up at least when I was very young living with my grandparents and then, you know, we would still go over there, you know, while I was a kid and stuff. Uh, but they were very Catholic. So they were also very Polish and, um, Love that. Like the main the main foods that you would have that morning would be Polish sausage that of course was taken to the church and blessed by the priest and ham was a thing which I hated that was just disgusting. Um and uh I feel like hard-boiled eggs like those were three like common things that were Easter breakfast. But see you you weren't a big ham girl. Literally 13 minutes later after much conversation about ham and potato salad. Well, hey, now that we've talked about Easter, let's talk about another rise of our lords and saviors, ICP. 
Now, in oh. the last episode, we talked about the top hip hop albums of 2007. We even talked about some of the other albums that released that year, which led me to listening to Count Your Blessings again. And I know, Eric, you also listened to Count Your Blessings again. Yeah. Well, I mean, how could you not? How could you not? When, when, when Count Your Blessings is on the mind, you got to listen. Um, yeah. So in this episode, we're just going to get right to it as far as the review uh, this week. Like I said in the intro, we're reviewing Eye of the Storm, which is an EP. Yep. Eric, what do we need to know? Well, this one was I, I saw two different release dates. One of them was early August. The other one's August 20th. Uh, it said it was released exclusively at the gathering of the Juggalos that year and then on their website. I think these dates that I'm seeing are the website release. Um, the album, when it did release, did not chart probably because of the sort of gathering then online only sales of it probably caused it to not sell particularly well. Um, from what I can tell... Almost all of these songs were recorded during The Tempest or are outtakes or scrap tracks from The Tempest, except for Wind Me Up, which was uh, apparently recorded for a podcast or something that Violent J was doing. And uh, again, just like The Tempest, all of the music was written, programmed, produced, played, and engineered by Mikey Clark uh, on these songs. Amazing. Um, Love Mikey Clark being back. Don't know how it's going to do. Don't want to tip my hand as far as how it's going to do. Um, The fact that this failed to chart, I think I agree with you. Probably largely is due to the fact that it was a pretty exclusive release at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I also don't think they cared about whether or not this is going to chart. I feel like this album, this EP rather was very much so just for the hardcore fans of ICP. Yeah, probably. You know, probably. I'm not sure how much they care about charting at all anymore. I think there was a minute where that was happening and they were stoked on it. And now I think they're just kind of doing their thing. And if something charts, well, great, it charted. I mean, either way, if it charts or not, they have a very, very dedicated fan base at this point. So you're right. They could just say, okay, if it charts, it charts. If not, fuck it. You know, it's whatever. We're still going to make money. We're still going to, you know, we're still doing what we want to do. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, let's get into our review. Let's go and start um, just like usual with our thoughts on the album cover. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, for me, this is more of that sort of middle of the road Photoshop stuff with bad fonts that we've seen the last couple albums. This whole sort of post deck era has been like that. Uh, and it's starting to feel kind of consistent. Um, the cover, it it depicts sort of like, uh, if you've ever seen the movie big, there's that fortune teller booth that you put a quarter into and it tells you your fortune. It's like that. But instead of a fortune teller, there's a giant bloodshot eye in that box. Uh, I don't know. It's not super dynamic, but I, I had a question. I looked at the title, Eye of the Storm, which I see how that ties into the Tempest and, you know, the Tempest being a storm. But the Eye of the Storm is the middle. If you've gotten to the eye, you're halfway through. Does that mean we're we've got like the other half of the Tempest to come because from what I can tell, there's no more Tempest albums. 
Um, or is this fortune teller booth just located right in the middle of that roller coaster? Like you walk it. I don't know. Anyway, what, what were your thoughts? That's a very good question. Uh, my thoughts are this album cover sucks, but it is like you said, kind of consistent with the vibe of their post deck album mm-hmm. covers. Um, I think this is the, I don't even want to say weird side of ICP, but this is like the, it's almost a rebranding of ICP post deck, right? Yeah, kind of. Um, and 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 it it's very indicative uh, of that in their album covers. Um, you know what this uh, album cover looks like to me? It looks like if you were to mock up a concept and say, "Hey, here's what I want." And then hand it off to a designer, and then they go, "Oh, okay, I'm going to work from that and make you an album." This kind of looks like the mock-up. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Absolutely, I could definitely see that. It, it reminds me, people that are from Texas or Dallas, and and even if you're not, you can probably Google this. But in Dallas, Texas, there is an exhibit in downtown that's a art exhibit exhibit that's a giant eyeball. That looks oh yeah very very similar to this one. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I uh, I've seen it once in person, and it uh, I you don't really need to see it again after that. Honestly, it's just a giant eyeball, but it very much so reminds me of this album cover, or hmm. the other way around rather. Yeah, uh, not a super great album. Not something that makes you immediately go, oh, this is cool. I want let's we'll see what this is. Yeah, I mean, I look at it, I'm not, and, and it doesn't make me stoked to listen to it or excited to listen to it. It's kind of just there. Yeah, agree. Well, hey, let's go track by track now. Um, well, we're going to go and start with the intro. This is this EP has eight songs. Um, its yeah. runtime is under half an hour, mm-hmm. which means none of the songs are extremely long. Obviously, the intro being the shortest song, coming in at twenty three seconds. Eric, what were your thoughts? This is short as an intro. This is short even for them. Um, oh, yeah. They normally do minute, minute and a half intro, uh, sometimes longer. This one, 23 seconds. And within that 23 seconds, I, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So it sounds like there's a man and a woman at a carnival. And a woman who clearly sounds like she's eating asks the man, aren't you scared? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, really scared? And we're hearing like carnival sounds in the background. And she goes, I figured here he comes, Kev, 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 here he comes. And he goes, it's kind of uncomfortable. And then we hear somebody gargling water and that's the intro. And I do not understand what is going on or what the significance of that is. But I, I I don't even know what to think of it. Um, I was confused, very much so confused by the intro. I think it was strange, but it also was only 23 seconds. So I didn't care. Yeah, I guess so. Like I didn't really give it a second thought because it was just eh, that that was there and now it's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, it was just a thing that happened at the beginning. Could have easily left it off and gone straight into it. But uh, well, what did you think of the next song, well, "The Madness"? Although the madness also kind of felt like just the madness to me felt like it was the real intro. Does that make sense? It, uh, it definitely like, felt like a first song. It yeah, it definitely felt like a first song, but it was very much so. I don't know, man. This the, I I kind of dug this beat, um, but not as a rap beat. Does that make sense? 
Uh, it definitely makes sense. Like it's like a that this was more of like a slow rock beat. Uh, I, I did not enjoy rapping over it. I wasn't really Luckily, digging there the wasn't flows. much. Yeah, there wasn't much. Um, and which brings me to my next point: the flows sucked. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like the slow, creepy talking that they do sometimes, but an entire mm-hmm. song of it. The hook was forgettable. This entire song was forgettable to me. What, what were your thoughts? Uh, man, I think this song was not it. Uh, it, it feels like a song from the bizarre era for so many reasons. The production kind of feels like that. Um, with the, you know, kind of bad chorus and cheesy rock guitar. And I, I didn't understand if the song had a concept, it was, you know, the whole thing is I'm in the madness and there's all this stuff about like, what if I stabbed you or what if I hit you with a bat? Would you still love and respect me? I'm okay. I don't really, it, it didn't go anywhere. It was just kind of random statements that never coalesced into an actual idea. Uh, but the song just kind of keeps going, even though it's not a super long song, there's no real verses. It just felt, it felt like lots of chorus over and over to me. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I do agree with you about it feeling like it's from the bizarre era. I definitely get that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. Well, hey, hey let's uh, let's go to the next song, which uh, might even be stranger than the last. And that is Yellow Bus. What were your thoughts? This one's really strange. Um, it, <laughs> so it's pretty much a shaggy track. He does all the verses and Jay is just on the chorus, but it's it's literally about being one of the mentally challenged kids riding the short bus to school. And I was like, oh, my God, don't do this. Don't don't make this song because I was fully ready for them to you know be making fun of the concept. But they don't really. It doesn't really try to be funny, but it also kind of falls short of trying to make a, a positive statement. I don't I don't get it. It was an idea, but I don't know where they went with it because it just was kind of weird. You know, I, I ride the yellow little yellow bus to school and you don't understand where we go and we're on a different level. And OK, um, beats OK. Not great. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know what to think about this. What did you think? You know, the beat was pretty OK. I agree. But you you can't find of their viewpoint in this song no it's like they have no opinion which if that's the case why are you making this song yeah you can't touch a topic like this without making some like forming an opinion or making a statement you know exactly yeah i, I literally wrote down is this a song about the short bus like after the first <laughs> verse uh, and then and then it explicitly starts being that that type of song. I'm like, I'm listening to it, and, and I had to listen to this song like three times just to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Read the lyrics a couple times yeah. all the way through just to make sure I wasn't missing anything about like what they were trying to say about it, which right. was nothing. Yeah, nothing they, in particular. they stopped short of flat out making fun of people that are mentally challenged. Which is great. Um, Good job. Good job. Yeah. Don't do that. Yes. But. But. Yeah. Say something positive or encouraging or something. Yeah. They come close, but never quite get there. I think the closest they came is uh, 
that we riding on past sometimes haters try to diss us but we so fucking happy we can't help but let it miss us yeah there's a couple of lines yeah there's a couple of lines like that and i'm like okay lean into it say something you know say something more profound or positive i know you've got it in you i know you've got perspectives it was just a, a weird halfway there like like one of them was like hey let's make a song about riding the short bus and then they're like okay are we making fun no we can't make fun uh all right well then let's just make it um middle of the road and make no statement okay perfect yeah it was a weird one so so after this song after the third track uh we are now about seven or eight minutes into this 27 28 minute album Mm -hmm. and i'm reading your outline and i totally get why these were all scrapped from the tempest so far (laughs) yeah so far yeah yeah um Uh, there there is a skit a skit in quotes at the end of this song Uh, it's like 35 seconds of like eerie singing and laughs and a sample that almost sounds like it's from an instructional video for clowns that says like, don't stand together with a large group of clowns. Cause it could be creepy or something. Choose a partner. Two clowns together are really great. And I was like, okay, that's kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah. And that's, I don't, I believe that's not the only clown skit that we see. I think another one comes on, comes in a little bit later. Yeah. There's more correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like the sample. Uh, could have been used more effectively, I guess would be my I think, thought. I think so too. And I think, I think I was just so confused after listening to this actual song that I wasn't like mentally in the right headspace. And maybe this sample was supposed to be a reset after the song. Who knows? Maybe let's, let's talk about what it reset us to. The next song is called high rise. Um, tell, <laughs> please explain this song. I don't know if I can explain this song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody can explain this song, my no. dear boy. Um, this song is so weird. Yes. What what is it about? I don't even know what it's about. So so <laughs> I, I my first my first first note. And I'm talking about I typed I type I always type my first note after listening to the first verse. Mm. My first note is I don't understand this song. <laughs> now I will say the the beat was minimal and kind of good. Yeah. I kind of dug it. Mike Clark did a good job with this beat. The song is just baffling though. The flows were not good. The the no. only redeeming part of this song was the one thing that Mike Clark did. I don't know. What 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 were your thoughts? Uh, well, there was a reason I said explain this song because I was hoping maybe you had a perspective uh, because oh, man, I my notes, I tried. yeah, my notes were similar. Uh, I, I, my first note is this beat could be okay, but it's kind of got a lot of gross rock stuff going on. Um, I couldn't decide whether I liked the beat or not, but I didn't hate it. This is another song, beat wise, that probably would go well on the bizarre albums and concept wise. I tried to listen to the lyrics to this song and I don't understand what it's about. Um, the closest I could come. And at first I thought it was like a, like a mob boss or something or head of a company. It's some sort of leader or boss that sits at the top of a literal high rise office building. And he's falling through level by level. And all the people below him 
don't care, like they're okay with him falling. And I guess it's a metaphor. I don't, this is a very half-baked, like, didn't have a full concept, but made the song anyway, which is kind of how The Tempest was. Uh, but this, at best, is a forgotten freshness track. I just don't understand it. Oh, yeah. I, I could see this definitely as a forgotten freshness track. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be fresh. I, I don't know. No. This 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 was so confusing. The the whatever they tried to say in this song failed. Yeah, agree. I agree. Good time. Um well, hey, that brings us to uh the next song and that is The Perfect Night. What were your thoughts? Well, I like this beat, but and this is another song that feels like there's a concept hidden in there somewhere. But I'm not 100% sure what it is. It just doesn't quite come together. I don't know where they were going with it or what the point was, but there was a moment where it seemed like they were going to, they're describing this night and it's all this crazy stuff about it, you know, like uh, winds and 100 degree temperatures and all this, like, this is the perfect night. I I thought there was a moment where they were going to say that the night they're describing is what it's like when the carnival comes to your town, but they never went there. They didn't do it. Right. Uh, it was it was really kind of man. I was waiting for them to say something, but they never did. Uh, there was there was some funny lines, some weird stuff in this one. One of the lines that really stood out was "The dark is perfectly on us, like a billion piranhas swallowed you whole, like little dicks in big vaginas." <laughs> so I had that same line written down. Um, I'm glad we <laughs> both had that line written down. Um, it just really stood out. Very much so stood out. Swallow you whole like little dicks and vaginas. Love that. Um, yeah. So I thought at this point in the album, these were the best flows so far. Not bad. Which, by the way, the best flows at this point in the album would equate to the worst flows on any of the, the <laughs> jokers. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, so that's, that's a huge asterisk next to that. But. The beat was pretty okay. I think you're right. I think they didn't have a clear message in this one yet again. Yeah. It didn't quite fully form together. And I think, so all of these songs, except for the very last song, were outtakes and scrapped from The Tempest. Yeah. I genuinely think they didn't do anything new when they decided to pick these songs back up. I think these sat in a folder on Mike Clark's hard drive. I think they just said, hey just send us all these and here's one more track. We're going like, to release this like, like, I don't think they re listening to them. Yeah. And right. going, well, let, okay, let's fix this up or let's, you know, flesh out the beat or whatever. Like you think they just took whatever they recorded at that time and went, well, we've got these sitting in a folder. Let's put them on a disc. Exactly. That's exactly what I think happened because if they would have came at this one more time, I think they could have fleshed this song out. I think they could have yeah. fleshed out high rise. I think they could yeah. have decided to leave yellow bus scrapped. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, we do get a sample at the end. Again, a little sort of skit. I'm being chased by a clown and he killed three of my friends. I think clowns are creepy. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of clown samples, even though I don't think any of the songs on here are carnival or clown focused, just the samples, but I agree. I think it's just the samples. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, All right. So that brings us into track six, 
This one's called Scatterbrain. What'd you think of Scatterbrain? All right, so Scatterbrain. So the intro is kind of Violent J. He's pretty much just kind of talking to himself, Mm -hmm. um, getting down on himself about being a Scatterbrain, right? About not Mm -hmm. being able to concentrate. But man, let me tell you, I actually enjoyed this song. I, I think the flows, now that I listen to this song, the flows on this song blew the perfect night out of the water. Um, oh, yeah. The hook is okay. The beat was pretty good. And, you know, maybe it's not a clear message, but it's Violent J talking about being a scatterbrain, being a person that can't concentrate. It's also very classic Violent J just saying weird things, right? So, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this song, though. I, I love this beat. And if I'm being honest, this song kind of blew my mind a little. How do you write a song like this? It's 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 gibberish it's uh it's what they they call it word salad um people that have like schizophrenia and their their brains are putting together statements that uh, aren't cohesive in a way that i'll you know if you're thinking logically are, are hard to assemble i used to work with a guy with schizophrenia and he used to say things that sounded like some of these statements uh right. where a doesn't in my mind connect to b but in his mind it did um like every line of every verse uh it's all bizarre misdirection like the the beginning of the statement doesn't match the middle doesn't match the end and yet they all flow as a statement i don't know maybe i'm putting too much into this but uh, this song, I think, was kind of next level for them. I, I think so, too. I mean, just an example of that is these two lines. Make sure you tell the fucking captain his legs are made of rubber. I got an apple for your forehead if I'm cleaning the shutters. There's actually a part of what he's doing there that feels more akin to some of your really indie sort of uh, sort of art hip hop, you know, uh, lyricists and MCs that are are writing very abstract stuff, and that's how this comes across. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think this song was a standout, and this is probably the only song that I would have that I'm confused as to why it was scrapped from yeah. the work of art it was supposed to be written for, right? I would rather have had this on the Tempest than probably five of the songs that were actually there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, that is Scatterbrain. Let's go on yeah. to the next song called Thrill of the Kill. What were your thoughts? Uh, we got more samples at the beginning of this one. Actually, it starts at the end of the other one. Yes, and flows the beginning um, of this one. It's one long sample that starts at the end of Scatterbrain flows into Thrill of the Kill. Correct. Yeah. More about being a clown stuff. Yes. This is a kind of a cool beat. It's a very hip hop beat with guitar samples in it without like live guitar being played over it. And I don't mind that. I think that's cool. That feels a little more classic them kind of has like a Malenko or maybe even Jekyll Brothers feel to Uh the, the track. The weird thing I noticed listening to this is that the guitar riff on the chorus I think is exactly the same as the guitar riff on the chorus for the dirt ball. I think it's exactly, I wouldn't be surprised really? if they, if they just sampled it straight out of there. Uh, really strange, lots of rock stuff going on, but it, like I said, still feels like a classic ICP song. 
chorus parts of the chorus kind of suck parts of it are good not a big fan of the bridge but the song at least i kind of got what this one was about it was you know about being hyped up on literally as the title says the thrill of the kill uh i I don't know um not a bad song okay what did you think i wasn't a fan of this song but I, i i legitimately wrote down this is the best bad song on this ep yeah so uh, the, i mean that's kind of what i how i looked at this you know the the beat was was pretty good i i do agree with you the beat was pretty good the uh, the song was kind of a mess though i think it kind of got back into just being a mess of something that wasn't quite fully cobbled together but it was yeah. the most cobbled together other than scatterbrain it was the most cobbled together than any of the other songs that we've listened to so far yeah yeah it felt a little more complete so so i didn't mind it nearly as much as i minded high rise perfect night yellow bus any of them that's kind of how i felt too hell yeah well let's talk about the last song because we we definitely have to talk about the last song this one's called wind me up and it's a, a violent j basically a violent j solo song uh how how do you feel about this this was another beat that was fantastic, not for rap. This isn't actually, a rap song at all. No, this is not a rap song at all. Um, it, but this beat is also fantastic, but not for whatever the fuck this was. Right. Um, this song was very much so like the madness. It, it wasn't rappy. It, they didn't have any sort of flows. It was Violent J kind of creepy singing, and it was not good. This this is and this is the new song. Wind me up is the new song. This was not this this was not scrapped, right from the Tempest. This was a song specifically written for Eye of the Storm, but it was Correct. also kind of nothing in my opinion. This is the longest song on the EP, which feels long. It definitely feels long, and that's very on brand for ICP to make the last song the longest song. This wasn't a ten minute song like they've done in the past. Luckily, or a twenty minute song that they've done in the past. Luck, yeah, very luckily. Uh, it came in at four minutes forty eight seconds, but I don't know. The song was kind of nothing to me. I dug the beat, but other than that, I didn't really find any redeeming qualities about. It. What were your thoughts? Uh, you know, the first time I listened, I felt the same. The second time I listened, all of a sudden something clicked in my mind, and I went. This is Violent J channeling Leonard Cohen. If you've ever listened to Leonard Cohen before. Yeah, yes. Uh, You know, he's got a lot of stuff that sounds like this, you know, with these like kind of dark sort of folksy beats and stuff going on. And I think if you took this song out of the context of ICP and you let a fan that's into that sort of folk rock, you know, sort of uh you know poetic artsy stuff listen to this i would bet they're probably into it as a matter of fact i went and listened to a few leonard cohen songs and i went yep this is a lot like that uh there's a concept behind the song it's about getting older and sort of feeling out of step with the world and looking back at when you know violent j didn't need motivation he just lived for what he was doing which is a concept that i can totally get you know i think everybody sort of gets to a point where they're burnt out on things. Um, is it a bad song? No, I think it's actually a decent song for the type of music it is. Did I like it? No, definitely not. Um, 
I get what it is. Really weird to put it on this CD. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're going to make that switch, like fully make that switch, put out an EP of all all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And if people dig it, people dig it. Right. But but making one song and throwing it at the end of a bunch of scrap tracks is not the way to do it. No. Very strange. Put it out as a single or something. Oh, yeah. 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 I would say definitely put that out as a single and just kind of see what the reception would have been on it. But uh yeah. can't take it back now unless you have a uh time machine i, I was waiting for it time machine uh, we always get back to time machines somehow yeah we always get it well hey what let's talk overall thoughts on eye of the storm i think we have similar thoughts but i'm mm-hmm. curious to hear yours what do you got you know i felt this for many of the songs and overall when i listen to the whole thing i just i don't get it Definitely feels more like more of the Tempest, which kind of felt like more of bizarre era stuff a lot. Um, Songs that just mostly feel half thought out and not fully baked concepts. Uh, Aside from a couple of high points, there was a lot of not great stuff here. Uh, There wasn't a whole lot of things that I think were aggressively offensively bad like oh my god this sucks but there was a lot that wasn't good i don't know what did you think i think all of these songs um except for one of them in particular should have stayed scrapped um yeah. i think there wasn't a lot of redeeming qualities i think this was a very lazy release on their part yeah i mean yeah it's kind of cool to have an exclusive thing that was released at the gathering, but like put some effort into it. You know what I mean? Y'all you know, are, we talk y'all, about full time musicians, right? You, know, you don't have to work around a schedule of working 40 hours a week, write more yeah. songs. And write, I know, and more. I know that's not easy, right? I know that's not easy. We, Eric and I are both in bands and, and yeah. we're, we're both lyricists in bands. We know how difficult it is to to write lyrics, but come on, guys, come on. Yeah, I uh, I feel, and we've said this before, and I can't remember which album that just because you have the songs doesn't mean they need to be released. And yeah, it's great that you have them, but they probably would have played better if you waited five or ten years and snuck these onto a forgotten freshness or something and said, Hey, these songs are from that didn't make it onto the tempest or something. And people would have been like, wow, this is interesting to hear. Oh, uh, that long ago. Like yeah, these, have, these yeah. have been sitting for that long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, turning around and just putting out the songs that weren't, I'm going to say essentially weren't good enough to be on the album. Yeah. Um, maybe that's not the feeling. Maybe the feeling was, Hey, we thought these songs were good and we just, you know couldn't put everything on so here's the other ones uh it just i don't know just doesn't quite work yeah i i think we're we're definitely in agreement on that but now it's time to do probably the hardest thing the hardest thing we have to pick two of these tracks to put on our playlist well we both i think uh probably have uh given away our favorite i think I would I would assume I would yes yes and it is scatter yellow but oh 
<laughs> uh, scatterbrain indeed is for sure my favorite as i i knew it was going to end up being your favorite as well so we're going to add that one in but let's talk second song do you have any idea what you want might pick for a second song yeah to me it was an obvious second pick uh, i think it's a massive step down because i think scatterbrain is pretty transcendent from them very good song better than you know probably any other song that was even on the tempest but the the next most listenable best one to me would have been thrill of the kill i think and that's the exact one that i was going to say as well so we are definitely in agreement here so okay thrill of the kill and scatterbrain officially on the playlist let's look at this playlist here we got 54 songs we have four hours and two minutes Woo. of content the first song that was added to this playlist lockdown was added to the playlist april 26th and we oh are now heck. into november about to be in Dece- december yeah this episode will hit in december this is crazy here we very go crazy very crazy well hey let's talk about our fago scores let's music and beats this one i went ahead and did a two and a half i wanted to go with a two but i feel like they had i feel like Pretty much all of the music and beats were decent. They just didn't really know what to do with them to make them good. Uh, well, I did go with the two. I think even the beats that I liked to save Scatterbrain just didn't quite come together. Uh, so I, I went with the two. Fair enough. Makes sense. Lyrics and flows. I went with a big old one because and, and, and the one, the one is Scatterbrain. Everything else okay. is not good. No viewpoint at all. Not no. even cleverly written to mesh in with the beats, right? Like it's it's the lowest common denominator of what vocal pattern you would use. Yeah, they're not great. So I went with a one. Uh, yeah, okay. I went with a two because I thought that there were at least two songs that you know had something decent to show um but definitely to me more than even the flows the lyrics were super lacking but yeah yeah i would agree skits and interludes i went the two because although these were good clown skits and interludes and the samples were fun they had zero to do with the album at all same thought exactly i i actually thought the samples were really cool and man they could have done something but none of them felt like they fit where they were placed so i went with a 1.5 makes sense vibe at time of release i went ahead and went with a a 1.5 on this one i feel like it missed the mark it wasn't really quite up there with with any release i think in 2007 i would much rather listen to count your blessings than eye of the storm uh duh <laughs> that that was a big duh i, I also went with a 1.5 and in reading uh, a little bit about this it seems like it was kind of polarizing amongst fans that a lot of people were like Ugh, this is another uh the calm or something like that just not great and some people were yeah. like this is better than the tempest and i was like Ooh. uh i don't know i don't i just i think it, it missed the mark as well but 
That brings our overall score for this release to a 1.75. We're going to round it up to a 2. So this one gets two Fagos. One's a pineapple, the other's a red pop. All right. Uh, congratulations on the two Fago score. Rest in shit. Uh, <laughs> Imagine and, and mixing those two together, by the way. Just pouring uh, a red pop into a pineapple. Disgusting. <laughs> and uh, this is a message for the song Scatterbrain. Scatterbrain. I'm so incredibly sorry that you had to be lumped in with the rest of these good for nothing songs. I think you were amazing. I think you were ahead of your time. I think you might have been one of the most woke pieces of work the ICP has put out to date. And I'm so incredibly sad and upset that you have to be lumped in with Yellow Bus. <laughs> I apologize. My However, sincerest apologies. I am glad, even just uh, for having had the opportunity to get a chance to listen to that song, I'm glad Eye of the Storm exists because. You know, I say maybe you should have waited or maybe you shouldn't have put these out. Huh, at least it was a vehicle to get Scatterbrain out there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I would have much rather listened to Scatterbrain now than two years from now when we're, you know, yeah. reviewing stuff in 2035, right? <laughs> uh don't know how that math adds, adds up, but uh, I'm not going to get into that. Um, hey, what happens if uh, we catch... All the way up, like, let's say somewhere near the end of 2021, uh, with the albums they've already released, are we able to use a time machine to keep doing weekly episodes, just reviewing albums that will come out in the future? Just, oh, guys, you're going to love this song when you hear it in five years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like, you know, it'll be uh, December of 2021, and we'll be like, all right, we're reviewing... Uh, Quasar Psychopathics. Uh, <laughs> it's the sequel series to Psychopathics from Outer Space. This one releases in 2032. Here's the popular albums that came out in 2032. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, Tupac still releasing albums in 2032. <laughs> <laughs> what <Perfect>. the hell? <laughs> Apparently um, he had more recorded than we thought. Yeah, clearly he lived in the studio and never left because he still has 10 years worth of material to release. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't it? I see Tupac with we. I bet you do. Hell yeah. Well, hey, guys, that was our review. That was our episode. Gosh, darn it. Heck. Good old heckin' gosh, darn it. Thank you guys for paying attention and hanging out with us. Even if you didn't pay attention, if you just had us on in the background, I appreciate it. Yeah. I hope whatever you're doing is more important than us. <laughs> it probably if not, is. If not, then I'll wait, but it's okay. But it's Go okay. ahead and finish up your workout. I know you're sitting there on the treadmill. Listen to us. Hey, push it. One more mile to go. You got this. You, you got, got this. Or, uh, hey, thanks for putting us on while you clean the house. Hopefully we motivated you to... Uh, you know, scrub and polish and, and make it sparkly clean. Yeah. Hey, if, if, if you, uh, if you have us on while you're cleaning the house, uh, I have a message for you. Turn down the goddamn vacuum. I can't think over here.
Can you turn a vacuum down? Do they have volume settings? Could you imagine if vacuums had volume settings? I wish they did. That'd be insane. That'd be incredible. Yeah. Guys, next week we're going to dive deep into the world of vacuums. Starting yeah. with the Dyson Airblade. <laughs> that's not a vacuum. Oh, yeah, that's a fan, isn't it? Dyson yeah. makes everything, yeah. man. They do. They make everything. Dyson and Tyson. Chicken and fans. Wait, wait, wait seriously. seriously. What the what hell is, is happening, happening right now? now? Chicken, Chicken and, fans? and fans? Guys, uh, I got to get out of here. What the fuck are we <laughs> talking about? Um... <laughs> listen next week so we took a break because we both moved we are now settled in uh you shouldn't have any more long breaks from us uh if you do we apologize it is also the holiday season so we'll see how everything takes us but for now you will hear another episode next week and it is going to be another 2007 release psychopathics from outer space part three or should i say psychopathics from outer space part three? Oh boy oh boy are we ready for another psychopathics from outer space nope but i we, never am but we'll do it <laughs> yeah we will for you for science for science well uh speaking of science i'm that's a there, this segue makes zero sense, but I'm going to stick with it. Speaking of science, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find you when you're not doing this podcast? Um, well, speaking of science, I host a program much like Bill Nye the Science Guy, except for it's not about science at all. It's about video games, and it's on twitch.tv slash gristlemedia. Uh, there, I, I hope I, I tied that segue in a little bit better for you, Eric. Um it, or it probably just made it more confusing. Who knows? Guys, but I, could you do science projects on your stream? You know, I could. I actually, now that I have a, like a whole room for streaming, I have like a huge space on my desk right next to me that oh. I, could, I could put a webcam on and do science experience. That would be so cool. That would be amazing. Okay. You know what? I'm going to heavily look into what I need to do to, to do that. Yes. 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 Okay. I like this. Guys, I stream on Twitch. Three to four days a week, twitch.tv slash gristle media. You can also find all my socials at www.locklearcomedy.com, where my that's where my YouTube is, my TikTok, my Twitter, my Instagram. I don't use Facebook. Unless you're my aunt, then I'll talk to you on Facebook, because that's what family does, apparently, is talk to each other on Facebook. It's good old 2020. We're in a pandemic, and Auntie Nancy wants to know about my good old life on Facebook. Holy fuck. What is happening? God, Eric, I'm drowning here. Where's your socials? Uh, well, you can find me on AOL Instant Messenger. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just uh, pop one of those discs in your uh, good old computer that you got in the mail. Get yourself 4,000 free hours of, of AOL. And then chat me up on AIM. I'm chat just him up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. At nuclear is lonely. And uh, you know what? If you don't find me, I'm going to come find you. How's that sound? That sounds amazing. Guys, you better find him before he finds you. Yeah, it's like a, a, a two-sided game of hide and seek on the internet. Well, hey, that's where you can find Eric. <laughs> Perfect. What about us? This, you this can podcast. Find, you can find our podcast on Twitter. At ICUPWWE. Follow us there. 
for a good old fashioned grand old time. You can also email us icupwwe at gmail.com. Um, and the, the, the next person, the next person that sends us an email uh, will reply with uh, nudes, but not of us. Just random ones that we find on the internet. They're going to be of SpongeBob. Um, it's SpongeBob. It's I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't keep the secret anymore. It's SpongeBob and Patrick. We commissioned yeah, we, somebody uh, to draw it for us special. They're dressed right, like we, Violet we, uh, J and Shaggy <laughs> Two Dope. We run a deviant art page that's dedicated to SpongeBob uh, hentai, basically. Yes, um, hentai indeed. And hen bow ties as well. Uh, hen bow tie <laughs> pasta. Please, please, just end this episode. I'm begging you. Um, guys, thank you so much for sticking <laughs> with us. Tune in next week. I guarantee you our closeout of the show is going to be even more of a mess because it seems to get worse every single week. No, no, we're going to keep tightening it up and it's going to get better and better and better. And people are going to go, wow, what an adept closing. Yeah, (laughs) this is better. Okay. Okay. Guys, you know what? I was wrong. This is better. Uh, SpongeBob hen bow tie pasta. (laughs) SpongeBob hen bow tie pasta. Tell all your friends. It's not getting better. It's not getting better. It's getting far worse. Guys, thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Eric, thank you so much for hanging with me. I'll see you next week. And uh, big ol' whoop whoop out there to everybody. Boop boop. Can you hear me? I do now. Oh, sorry. I uh, accidentally hit my mute button. Oh, that makes sense. Can you lead me back into that last sentence? Yeah. (laughs)